Welcome to Hope Found. This is a podcast about doing life with God. I found hope in the one and only true God through my salvation in Jesus. And I want to share my journey with God via the scriptures and personal interactions. Many of the podcasts will have a study of scriptures and others will contain interviews with other people and their stories finding hope in God. Welcome back. This is going to be our third look at an invitation to an abundant life. John 10.10, Jesus is speaking and he says, The thief, who is our enemy, has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that we might have life and have it more abundant. So these past couple of weeks, we've been talking about an invitation to an abundant life. And this week, we're going to be talking a little bit more about leaves. I've been sharing primarily from two passages, Ezekiel 47 and Revelation 22. We've looked at the river of life and the tree of life. Today, we'll be looking at leaves on the tree of life and their part. But first, because they all work together, I want to talk a little more about water and trees. So, people and trees. John, what do you think the percentage of the human body is water? Uh, <laughs> well, if I could remember back to elementary school, I'm sure that that's where <laughs> I was taught that information. Uh, I have no idea what the percentage is. I just know it's probably a lot. I mean, that's the thing I remember the most is that our bodies are made way more of water than what I thought. Exactly. Exactly. You would think we would be like a walking water drop, you know, because we think that we just have so much that we can see and that's not liquid. But it's actually the percentage of the human body uh, that's water is about 55 to 60 percent. OK. Yeah, that's quite a bit. It is. It is. So when thinking about a tree, what percentage do you think a tree is water? I would say that I think that it's probably mm, thinking about a tree. I'm thinking it's probably less than that, only because trees are wood and and they seem, you know, they're not like a person that's a lot more squishy. <laughs> that makes sense. Maybe not every person is squishy. I'm squishy. Uh, but you know what I mean. I mean, a tree just seems, you know, when you think about how you can and cut down a tree and you can make uh, boards out of it and build things and it has structure to it, it would seem to me like maybe it's less. I don't know. I guess you're going to tell me. Right. Yes, I am. Uh, so basically, I'm hearing you say that it's more solid. So there's not really enough room in there to have a lot of water. Yeah, basically. I mean, on the surface, that's how I would look at that. Right. Well, the truth of it is, is that about 50% of trees is water. Okay, so I was wrong. Great. <laughs> Very similar to us, I Well, guess. I mean, you know, these are just kind of questions that are just cold questions because the majority of people probably feel the same way. Sure. They're probably thinking the same way that you are. Okay, so I just thought that was really interesting uh, referring to us as trees, how similar it is as far as you know, what part uh, of water that is made up of us is 55 to 60 and of the tree is 50%. I just thought that was very interesting uh, similarity. So how much water do you think trees drink each day? Well, based on the last question and what the real answer was, <laughs> probably m more than I expected. Mm -hmm. uh, and because most of the time trees have a lot more going on too. You know, you got to the trunk and the roots and the branches and the leaves and all those things. So, right. um, so you're, you're asking the percentage of water. 
Or, yeah, like or, just in general, how much water you oh. think a, dr- a tree would drink a day. Probably many, many gallons. Right. right. <laughs> well, the rule of thumb um, for establishing trees is about 10 gallons of water for each inch of a tree's diameter. Wow. So let's just take pretty average size, maybe 12 inches. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, not super old tree and not super young tree. Um, that would be 120 gallons of water it would need to drink for a healthy in-season tree. That's a lot of gallons. That is a lot of gallons. <laughs> I know that uh, my diameter is more than 12 inches, <laughs> and I don't drink nearly that much water. Uh, so uh, maybe I should. I don't know. Um, so anyways, to move past that, that is a lot of water. Trees need a lot of water. Very similar to how much we need the Holy Spirit. Uh, to live and to live an abundant life. Uh, We talked about how the Holy Spirit is the uh, living water, and so we need that living water just as much. And we need it continually, daily, a a constant connection. And so we talked about also in the previous week how Jesus is the tree of life. And um, as he is the head of the body of Christ, we also belong to him. So we all are a part of him, which makes us all a part of the tree of life. Hmm. So let's take a look at leaves. Okay. So what do you think about when you think about leaves? I'm sure that you probably don't think about it very frequently, but, you know, if I just start talking about leaves, what what kind of rings in your mind? Well, when you bring up leaves, the first thing that comes to mind, having grown up in the Northeast, mm-hmm. it makes me think about the fall. Yes. So when I think about leaves, I think about fall. I think about, uh, you know, when the leaves change colors, when the leaves fall off the trees, when you make big piles of leaves and you jump in them. Not, I'm not jumping in anything these days. <laughs> uh, you know, we also live in Florida now, so that whole fall thing doesn't really happen. <laughs> but when you say leaves, that that's the first thing that comes to mind. I would have to agree. I don't think very much about leaves until the fall. That's right. exactly what I thought of. I thought about the kids jumping in them. I thought about using the blower and trying to blow them into a pile and then the wind going against us and right. then is blowing everywhere. And so I, I thought about the exact same thing. It was definitely fall feels. It wasn't necessarily leaves on trees when they're green and everything else. It was that part. It was the changing, which is beautiful. I, I do miss that now that we live in Florida. But um, but yeah, that's exactly where my mind went. Um, just kind of having fun with it and then the work of it, which I really don't mind missing the work of trying to gather leaves and get rid of them. But, um, but then when I started studying all of this, it was amazing to me how important leaves are to the plant or the tree that they're on. So leaves have three main functions. They make food for the tree or the plant. It breathes for the tree. That's the function of respiration. And it sweats for the tree. That's the process of transpiration. So I learned some big words while I was studying this. I might use them. Again, I don't know. But uh, so let's look at the making of food. So the leaves absorb the sunlight and change it into energy. So they're kind of like the OG of solar energy collectors. <laughs> yeah, sounds that way. I mean, all natural, you right. know. Um, and water from the root mixes with the carbon dioxide that the leaves breathe in. And this produces sugar or glucose for the food for the plant. And this is called photosynthesis. 
which I need to say slowly. Otherwise, it's a tongue twister for me. So the food can be stored in the trunk or the roots or go back down to the roots for immediate use. Okay, so clearly this process of photosynthesis, the leaves do and is very, very important for the tree. Otherwise, the tree's not going to make it because it doesn't have any food. Right. Um, so the water absorption, like we just talked about how much it drinks up, equals to how much food it can make. Okay. So um, if it doesn't have that source, then it can make it makes less, which means less food for the tree, which, you know, the ability for it to survive depends on that, mm-hmm. depends on the water. So the second part or the second thing that leaves do is they breathe for the tree. The function of respiration. It breathes in carbon dioxide and exhales oxygen during photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Did you know without solar power that respiration is reversed? I did not know that. I didn't know it either. I started reading and then it said when, uh, you know, because photosynthesis can't happen without the sunlight. So obviously at night there is no sunlight. So I began reading about this and it turns out that when there is no sunlight, the trees actually breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide, Hmm. just like us. And I thought that was very interesting. (laughs) Like just taking away the sun just completely turns their respiration backwards. Right. I'm kind of glad that doesn't happen with us. Like (laughs) if we're not out in the sun, we breathe different. That would just be really different. But um, but yeah, I thought that was very interesting, kind of mind blowing um, for me as I was learning about this. Yeah, because I think, we, you know, again, going back to school days, I just always thought trees are good because they make oxygen. And so that's all I ever think about. I think plants and trees, they breathe in the carbon dioxide, they breathe out the oxygen, and that's why we, you know, that's why they're good. Right, exactly. So, you know, and then so we kind of work in tandem, you know, like I breathe in oxygen and I breathe out carbon dioxide. I'm helping the trees just by living, you know, (laughs) Um, save the trees, breathe a lot. Um, So, but uh, it actually, when I was learning about this, it warns, that's why if you're ever camping outside that you don't sleep directly underneath a tree, Hmm. because I guess the risk of being possibly poisoned by carbon dioxide is possible. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought about the trees in the forest and if you know where no one lives and there's just a whole bunch of trees and if they're in need of carbon dioxide to live all the time but yet there's no people what do they do so then I thought about that and I thought oh well when the sun goes in it reverses so then all of a sudden there's plenty of carbon dioxide for in the morning when the sun comes up and oh it helps with the yeah with the atmosphere to help them keep surviving right Right. Interesting. Yeah, I thought so. And I mean, you know, I guess like, you know, God knows what he's doing. Yeah. I, sounds you know? that way. <laughs> it seems that way. And I guess we didn't know that because we're not scientists. So. <laughs> right. Right. Just my amateur, you know, Googling skills. Sure. Um, so, OK, so the third thing that leaves do is that they sweat for the plant. So the process of transpiration, it pulls the water up from the root to make the food. But then it also releases water um, as a way of cooling the plant down. So it brings it up and I guess 
possibly some of it that they maybe doesn't need for the food or whatever, just in the process, it releases it to help cool the plant down, which here in Florida, we all know that's definitely necessary. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to be cooled off at some point or another. So um, leaves are very important and essential as a part of the tree. Did you know that uh, trees that are located together communicate through their roots and even help each other if one is struggling? Wow. I, I didn't realize that either. I mean, you just think tree, just there for himself and whatever. But, uh, but for example, if there's a stump, which obviously if it's a stump, it doesn't have a leaf, doesn't have any leaves to do the process of feeding food or anything else. It's just a stump. But a, a stump can survive if it's around other trees. Hmm. Somehow, some way, the other trees around it are there and can feed it through its roots. So when that food goes back down, it can either be stored in the root or be stored in the trunk or be used for food. At that point, when the food goes back down the root, it can feed other things like a stump to keep it alive. So when the roots intertwine like underground. Right. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and it for I don't know how they communicate. I'm not trying to imagine that because my imagination can go really far, and it'll end up being some kind of sci-fi something. Yeah, I when know. I think communicating trees, I think Wizard of Oz, where the trees are walking <laughs> around. You know, right, right. So, uh, but yeah, I thought that was very interesting too. So it's it's kind of just like that with us, right? Um, it's important for us to all stay connected, mm-hmm. um, so that we can encourage other people, help them share about God to all of those around us. And at the same time, be encouraged, receive the encouragement, receive the help, receive what God has done for them to encourage us. That's that connectivity. We talked about being one, you know, um, as the tree of life with Jesus, we are one. And this is, and this is the process that happens. It's very similar to, you know, a tree helping a stump. Um, so I just thought that was very cool too. So do you know, we talked about leaves in the fall and how they up north fall off all the trees. Do you know why they lose their leaves? I have no idea. (laughs) Well, you know, for me, I would think, oh, it's winter. That's just what's supposed to happen. I mean, do they lose their leaves because there's less sun? Maybe? I don't know. It could be, but there's, you know, sun for little bit but about half the day I guess up north because it's longer nights so there's still sun but um, the reason being is that when it's to save energy for one so they do get the energy from the sun but we all know that it needs those three components the water the carbon dioxide and the sun to make the food so the one thing that is less in the winter is water Hmm. because it gets so cold it freezes So the water is less. So if the water absorption is equal to how much food a tree can make, then it doesn't have as much water because the water's frozen in the ground. It's not as free flowing and, and, you know, as a resource for it. So in order for the tree to continue to live, um, it doesn't produce quite as much. I mean, most likely if they're storing the food in the trunk, that's probably what they feed from in the winter just to keep the tree alive. Um, but yeah, the leaves fall off because they're, it's conserving energy. Hmm. So it doesn't have to go through the photosynthesis process 
to produce that food. So it's almost like the tree is going into hibernation. Kind of yes. like a, when you think of a bear that goes and eats a lot in the summer so that it can go sleep through the winter. So it needs to sleep because it's using less energy and then it burns the the what it's stored in its body. So the tree is kind of doing the same thing. Right. I mean, I would definitely, you know, compare it to that. That, that sounds exactly what it was doing. So that's why it loses its leaves. So basically the tree is in hibernation mode, but it's also in like a survival mode, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of like, it's all I can do. I just need to, you know, just keep it together. <laughs> you yeah. know? I don't have any real source right now. It's not getting that food because there's no leaves. It's not really getting much water. So it's just kind of in survival mode just through the winter, just through these cold months, mm -hmm. just like how we feel like a lot of our northern friends are <laughs> <They're> <laughs> right. like just surviving until the sun comes out again. So um, have you ever felt like that? Like just in survival mode in life? Like, oh, yes, definitely. Definitely times where it's easy to feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I can think of uh, sometimes when I felt like that, uh, when our oldest was just newborn uh, and I was up a lot at night with her. She was brand spanking new, just, you know, week two old. And uh, she cried a good part of the night, just cry, cry, cry. And I knew that uh, she didn't have... Um, any of, you know, those things that she basically had a lot of gas mm -hmm. in her stomach. And, um, and so until we figured out what the problem was just a couple weeks into it, she would be up almost every night. And then also having to, to go to work shortly after that too, it was, it was very stressful. It was very much, um, I felt like I was in survival mode, you know, yeah. especially with just having a child and it's the first one and, you know, I've taken care of kids, but this is mine now. <laughs> right. You know, so it was, that was definitely hard. Yeah, um, I, think, I think we feel like we're in survival mode when we're in times of conflict or in mm -hmm. times of like hardship, when, when things are going <laughs> out of our control. <laughs> I guess that's when it, you start to get into survival mode because things just, you know, when they're not all going the way that you want them to go and it, you know, it could be, it could be like what you just said, you know, the situation uh, with our daughter, or it mm -hmm. could be uh, when you're dealing with a health problem or you're just dealing with um, insomnia I mean, things like that or, right. or stress in general, just, you know, work stress or life stress. Uh, your body kind of gets into a survival mode because things are just becoming overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I totally agree with that. Um, it's, it's the survival mode like... I can't do anything about it. Even right. if it's something to do with myself, mm -hmm. I can't do anything about it, which um don't want to go off too much on a tangent, but that just really goes back to when we surrender everything. Right. When we surrender control, especially when we don't have control, when we don't have control over any of it, if we surrender it to God and we truly give up the things that we wish we could control and even the things that we can control. Um, it's in that, that we can, we really establish trusting in him. Right. And so, yeah, that's, that's good. So, okay. If we stay connected and drinking of the water of life, we will make it through all of those hard times more easily surrendering and trusting all of those things. Okay, now for some scripture. I know that so many of you are like, wait a minute, are we in science class or Bible study? <laughs> I get it. I know. I understand completely. 
But, you know, sometimes God uses our natural things that we see to display the spiritual things because it just brings us understanding a little bit better. So um, I just I think that there's so many things in life. I mean, we're talking about leaves this week and trees, but like there's so many things in life that if we allow him to talk to us through those things, through knowing those certain things, especially nature, he can bring spiritual things alive to us because we can relate to it. Right. Uh, sometimes the spiritual things are kind of just out there and you're just kind of grasping at it, trying to understand it. But when he brings it to the things that we do understand and the things that we can understand, it's a lot easier to to take it in. And it speaks to his consistency because mm. he's the same in He's this he he is the same in all aspects of what we see naturally. Yeah. And then in all of the things that we see or or learn about spiritually. Right, absolutely. I mean, like he created us in his image, but in in even in his creation, it speaks to who he is. Right. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, we see him in everything. Right, right. It's pretty cool. I love it. Okay, let's read Revelation 22, 1 through 2. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruit, each tree yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And in Ezekiel 47, we're talking about how the river is flowing from the sanctuary, bringing healing to creation. Ezekiel 47:12 says, Along the bank of the river and on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month. Because their water flows from the sanctuary, their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. So clearly in both of these, it refers to the leaves as medicine or for healing. So there definitely um, are natural leaves are for medicine. Uh, there are medicinal plants and herbs like turmeric, ginger, basil leaves, mint, cinnamon, that offer several health benefits for cold and flu, relieving stress, uh, better digestion, strong immune system, and the list seems endless. Um, so in the physical, like you were saying, it very much mirrors the spiritual mm -hmm. uh, because it reflects who God is. Um, so we'll talk more about the actual healing and medicine of the leaves in the spiritual aspect next time. Okay. Uh, but this time I want to focus a little bit more on uh, we as trees and what our job is, which it's all connected. So it's hard to not talk about the tree when we're talking about the leaf. So right. <laughs> it really is all connected. So um, staying planted by the water, drinking up the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, of course, is the living waters. Just like leaves, we need a lot of water to make food to feed the tree. We need the Holy Spirit continually to feed us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and even physically. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, 
For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. God is so faithful, and he's so full of mercy, that he will help us at any point. Um, many times, lots of people come to him and they believe in him all the time, but they only really come to him and pray and maybe even read of his word when they're in a hard place. It's a very natural thing because if things are going okay, we're good. We're just living life. But what I've been talking about as far as just living versus living an abundant life has to do with the consistent connection with the Holy Spirit, with the living water. This, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, but it is a consistent, uh, ongoing, continuing relationship with him. And having that continual relationship, trusting in God, he is our hope. And when the heat of life, like this verse just spoke about, comes along, there's no fear. Now, I'm not saying that I don't feel fear every once in a while, but it's also not going to grasp my heart. Sure. It's not going to pull me sideways. I might feel it for a minute, but whenever I remember who my source is, it reminds me of all of that. And it just is, it, you, you're able to get past it so much faster when you have that continual connection as opposed to starting from scratch almost mm-hmm. um, when you're not being that consistent um, in being with him. And even though sometimes it might seem like it's dry, we won't be anxious. In this verse, it says, but its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Even when that when that hard time comes along and we need to get through it. And even though it seems dry, it just seems dry. Mm -hmm. If we're staying connected, it's not really, it just looks like it on the outside, but on the inside, we have that, that fountain of living water that will spring up and it keeps us going and it keeps us green. Mm -hmm. Even though the things around us are not feeding us that, you know, it's dry. So it's, it's not, we're not, we're not living. We're not, uh, what's the word? Uh, we're not being fed from our outside circumstances. Mm. We're only being fed by that fountain of life. Sure. Um, so it might seem like this, but this is what the reality is on the inside because we are staying that continually connected to him and our relationship with him. So this is uh, Psalms 92, 12 through 13. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation because I really like the way that, uh, that it says this, these two verses. Yes, look how you've made all your devoted lovers to flourish like palm trees, each one growing in victory, standing in strength. You've transplanted them into your heavenly courtyard where they are thriving before you. And, and that's that, that's that internal, it might not look like it on the outside, but he has transplanted us in 
the heavenly places. We are seated with Jesus in heavenly places as followers of Jesus. And we will flourish. We are victorious. Even when our circumstances around us are saying no, we are because we know in our spirit that that's where we're planted. Okay, so that was staying planted by the water, (laughs) point one. And point two is absorbing the light. The sunlight is to leaves as God the Father's light is to us. God is light. In Revelation 22.5, it says, There will be no night there, speaking of heaven. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. So, clearly, in this passage, because we already read Revelation 22, it's talking about the tree of life in here Mm -hmm. and how in heaven that there will be the tree of life and there won't be any night, which means there's a constant flow of light that is going to be fed to the leaves. Mm -hmm. So the leaves will always have light because God is light, which means no night. So thinking about this, It's our job to position ourselves in God's presence, soaking him in. Time spent basking in his glory, his goodness, being aware of his closeness, exalting him for who he is. That's us as leaves absorbing his light. And that feeds us. His light also brings us revelation. It reveals truths in our spirit that we would otherwise not see. When we embrace his revelation, it changes us. And that's why God as light is so important to us in our spirit. Okay, so the third part is breathe in. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But he delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper." I bet you didn't know it talks so many times about the tree by the water in the scripture. (laughs) I I did not. (laughs) Well. And you know, as every time you read a scripture that says that line, be like trees planted, it makes me think of my brother's song. (laughs) Maybe, maybe on one of these times we can play that song. We'll see if it's okay with him and and if it's okay with you. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You're a program, so I'm not trying to force things, but uh, it just makes me think of that song every time. I totally, totally agree. Every time that that song just rings in the back of my head, you know, I'm like, okay, stay focused. I can just hear that song. Yeah, I'm sitting over here and the song's going through my head. I actually was just looking up the lyrics on my phone while we were, uh, while, yeah. while we were sitting here. So, yeah. So, um, you know, I think he had the same inspiration. I think so. When he wrote that song. Absolutely. We'll have to check with him to see, uh, if he allows us to play that. So, um, so this passage is talking about delighting in the law of the Lord. So that, you know, in, in um, 
and meditating on it day and night. So I know a lot of times when I say law, people think of the Ten Commandments. Well, that doesn't sound very much fun to meditate on, right? You know, thou shalt not kill. Let me meditate on that, okay? Um, but it actually is referring to all of Scripture. Mm. The law of the Lord, it's the Bible. It's the word that he gave us from the beginning to the end. So while, yes, it is talking about the Ten Commandments, it's not that solely. It is all of his word that we are to meditate on day and night. Um, and I know that maybe... That's something that a lot of people don't necessarily think is fun, but um, it really is important to not only read it, um, you know, sometimes people are like, I'm going to do this reading, I'm going to read through the whole Bible, or I'm going to read a chapter a day, and they just have this focus of, if I could just read it, then I'm fine, which, yes, but no. Um, my philosophy is... I'm going to read until something kind of jumps out at me till something. And I'm like, Oh wait, I don't know if I ever read that before. I don't know if I saw that that way before. And so it could be a, a verse, a whole verse. It could just be three words. That's just an idea. Or I can even be reading a, you know, verses and there's just something that rings true to me that I feel like God speaks to me through it. It's not actually word for word in there, but it's it's like a revelation of his love because of how I see how he takes care of the lilies of the valley, mm -hmm. something like that. And so then I just I just keep it. I'm like, like he, he's showing this to me right now. I need this. So then I will remember that as I'm trying to go to sleep at night and I will just reflect on how much if he loves a little flower that's here today and gone tomorrow how much he loves me mm -hmm. and how much he's thinking about me just there's so much of scripture even the old testament even the parts where you know it's the wrath of god there are so many all of it speaks to his love for us and maybe sometime we'll tackle that <laughs> but um but there's so much of it and if we can not only read it but take it and and meditate on it. It is unbelievable how transforming it is. Right, it's, we need to absorb it. You know, it, the picture that I have in my mind, because we're talking about trees, right, is the idea of the tree being on a bank, but its roots never touch the water. It's just the tree's looking at the water as it goes by. There it goes. There it goes. It's like so you know it's there. You see it, but if you're not absorbing it, it's not feeding you, and it's not giving you what you need. Right. Exactly. So, you know, closed Bible near your, on your nightstand isn't going to do you any good. Sure. You know, it's a nice thought, but. So, um, okay. So I just thought of a joke. <laughs> so I'm going to share it because. <laughs> so um, there's a couple that uh, invites their pastor over for dinner. And um, so they have a really nice dinner and everything. And uh, the pastor, they have a nice conversation and the pastor leaves. And um, so they're cleaning up after. And the wife says, I, I can't, I can't believe this. Like I set out a fork, knife and spoon for everybody. And my spoon, like the spoon, like there's a missing spoon. Did he really take our spoon? Like why? Why? That's so weird. So, you know, she's, she doesn't, you know, she's like, whatever. Okay. Just, but it's kind of always in the back of her head. Why would he take one of my spoons? So, you know, some time goes by, a couple of months, and every once in a while she thinks about it. It's so weird. So then it's been like a whole year. 
And so one day she just, the curiosity is just killing the cat, right? <laughs> so she's like, she just goes and asks him one Sunday after church. She just goes up and says, I, I just have to ask you, last year when you came over our house, did you take one of my spoons? And he looks at her and he says, no, I just put it in your Bible. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that's like kind of like a haha ouch. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But you know, there are people and I'm I'm just here honestly to share how much God feeds me from his word and I'm hoping that it encourages other people to dive into it too because mm-hmm. it really is life and I'm probably getting a little bit ahead of myself. But So, uh, let's see. So reading and meditating on God's word, meditating on God's word is, uh, it should be as natural to us as breathing. So when we think about the leaf and how the leaf just breathes in, it needs to become our life. It needs to meditating on his word needs, like, I can't breathe without him. I need this. Like it's food for my soul. I need to breathe this in. And the order of connecting with the Holy Spirit, the living water, and then reading the word is very important. The Bible was never meant to be read without the influence of the Holy Spirit. We can, sure, but it's essentially a historical book. It's a history book, if you do. Um, And it doesn't benefit us spiritually unless the Spirit is invited. I think sometimes God's so full of grace that it might be there anyways, just to pull a person in for sure. But it is very important. The inspired word of God was created to be read in combination with his spirit. It's the combination of the spirit and truth that his word feeds us. It's where we find revelation. We find our hope in him where we trust him more. And through it, we find true, abundant life. And there's so much more. I mean, I could go on forever talking about the reading the word, being inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, It's just, it's so important to do both of those things at the same time. So essentially, let's break it down to our job. We're just going to rehash here, is drinking up the Holy Spirit. It's important for us to be, have that connection and to be filled Um, just like the tree that, you know, 12 inch tree drinks up 120 gallons. Obviously it needs it. And we need the Holy Spirit desperately. We need to be filled with him. We need to be absorbing the light, just like the leaf, getting our energy from him, being in God's presence and breathing in, meditating on God's word. And we will not fear when the heat comes, but our leaves will be green And we won't be anxious in the year of drought. We'll be experiencing the revelation from God, growing in victory, standing in strength, thriving in his presence. And we will be prosperous in whatever we put our hand to. And this is what an abundant life looks like. It might not look like what you think it does. You might not be independently wealthy. But you will be living an abundant life. Because I think a lot of times if you might ask anybody who's got riches endless, seemingly, they might not be very happy. They try, but, um, but this is true abundant life. This is the abundant life that we were made for. So thinking about that, 
If the abundance is evident or you can't see it, there's always more than enough when Jesus is your source. There's always more than enough. So this is your invitation to an abundant life. And next time we will explore another part and there might be more after that. We'll just have to see what God has for us. So until next time, continue to believe in the one and only true God. And we will see you then. Bye.